welcome to Twervo, a soccer rangers podcast where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdom in general. Who are we? Well, I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm John. I'm the Mega McHugh or the Gold Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger because I'm only cool enough to have one title. And I'm Tyler, the sexy one, the Black Ranger. I got two titles. I thought I thought Amy <laughs> took that title. Yeah, I'm the sexy one. <laughs> filthy face. I'll just add more titles. I don't know. I'll get more titles. I'll, I'll unlock new titles. I thought you were going to say I more sex appeal, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure Amy went and stole that title from me there, buddy. I, I hate to go and burst your bubble. Damn it. Can I get the purple ranger too? Can I change mine to the? I was the purple no, no, you're the peacock. I'm the peacock. Oh, I'm the crashing peacock. That's John's right. John's kind of like the like Khaleesi. He's like, I am John Mega McHugh, tamer of dragons, breaker of chains, <laughs> Mega Man, Gold Ranger, Silver Ranger, Gold Ranger, Silver Why Ranger. Why are you guys quiet laughing, fuckers? They won't know that you think it's funny if you do that. Uh, I'll, be gold, I'll be gold and I'll be Silver Ranger at the same time. But here's Self-y my question. Samurai. But here's my question. What gold ranger? Owner uh, of many swords. Go Kiger. Mm-hmm. You should order at Starbucks that way, John. First, you should drink coffee. <laughs> I then, can't wear my N7 jacket to Starbucks anymore because they make a stink about it. Why? Really? They, why? They, they call me Commander Shepard. Oh, ah, nice. they, that they doesn't put sound up. like making a stink. That sounds like making an awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's, no, that's, that's holding you in very high regards right there. Yeah. Now they started yeah. calling you Pathfinder, I'd be insulted. I do have a Pathfinder jacket. Mm-hmm. You should print out a like dialogue box with several options for a barista to say, and when they call you Commander Shepherd, just like raise it up from behind the counter. That's a good idea. <laughs> in like the Mass Effect text. That'd be awesome. I want to do that with Animal Crossing. I want to cosplay it and have like a sea bass with like a little sign hanging from it, like sea bass. <laughs> but you know, I love this too much. Plans were made and used and wasted. So we have John here, obviously, because we introduced him, and we don't introduce people who aren't here typically. I thought he introduced himself. And I'm McKenna. I'm the White Ranger. Oh, uh, so John, I heard a rumor. And this is pretty far fetched, so correct me if I'm wrong. That you like Mega Man. You've played really? the games. Yes, have you played I Mega, love Man? Mega Man. Have you heard of I... this new? Have you heard of Mega Man? Newt, Newt. He's cool and he's blue. He's the protagonist of a game from vintage video games. He's yep. the fastest hedgehog alive. Oh, wait, no. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're mistaking blue characters here. <laughs> We're right. Uh, Quick, gotta go fast. Character, because my blue character became irrelevant after ten years of shitty cash grab games. Hi. Yeah, I mean, Mega Man kind of went down that same path too, though, for a while. He yeah. kind of went into obscurity, and then all of a sudden, this shows up, Mega Man Eleven, and everyone was like, "Dang." Dang. Why were they like, "Dang"? Like, ah, oh, dang, or like. Dang, it was, a, it was a both at the same time because people were like, <laughs> "Oh, great! It's going to be a crappy Mega Man game." Because the last two tr- like entries to the official line, they went back to the eight-bit design for Mega Man Ten and uh, Nine. They mm-hmm. weren't bad games; they just felt like kind of 
a nostalgia, like a nostalgia grab, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Wait, because you mean companies would exploit our nostalgia for profit? I don't <gasps> understand. Oh, my. <laughs> what but is yeah. this unheard of marketing technique? Well, it's like, you know, a lot of people, uh, they try to stay relevant. Like Mario, I think, has done the best job in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah, Mario <laughs> definitely is relevant, and they rely on ingenuity and not cash grabs. And so yeah, nostalgia that... exploiting <clears throat> green ketchup. <clears throat> ah. <laughs> and there were some good side Mega Man games that came out during that time, you know, like Mega Man Legends. Not everyone liked Mega Man Legends, but... It was good. It was different. Battle Network, Star Force, the Zero franchise. Uh, Mega Man X was probably the more famous uh, side uh, Mega Man story. What about but, Mega uh, Man Legends? Why didn't everybody like it? Uh, Is that the RPG one? No, Mega Man, the RPG one would have been Battle Network and Star Force. Mega Man Legends was its first introduction to uh, the 3D environment of a video game. And the biggest complaint people had about it was the control system. It was just mm -hmm. very awkward for a game to come out in this time. And, um, but yeah, so the problem was it just, you know how like everybody made that transition to 3D very awkwardly, but people yes. would say Mario, for example, did it best. Mario did it best. I would say Zelda did it second best. Yeah, the problem was when it came to controlling Mega Man was it was a third-person shooter and you had to rotate and walk forward at the same time with the same stick. Oh, that's really rough. It was very also, rough. the quintessential dilemma when doing that is you're really changing the whole gameplay. How do you make it feel like a game that fits into the franchise while was, still you have to incorporate this mechanic, which really changes everything in a way that nothing really else does and Change really, Mega Man Legends story had little had nothing to do with the franchise. There was uh, it was oh. its completely new original thing, and I think that bugged a lot of people too. I personally enjoyed it. I loved Legends, and I loved the sequel they made. And I was very bummed when I found out they canceled the third one. So it was too much new gameplay style, new story. It's yeah, just, and it didn't feel like Mega Man. Yeah. And for a lot of ways, like, Mega Man has just kind of stayed as a nostalgia character. Like, he'll show up every now and then in, like, uh, fighter games. But this renaissance occurred when um, there was a game that came out called Mighty Number no. 9. Has anyone here ever heard of Mighty Number no. 9? I think oh, yeah. the entirety of the internet has heard of Mighty Number no. 9. I that have is... not. So let's explain. Mighty Number no. 9 was a Kickstarter started by the creator of Mega Man after he was fired from uh, Capcom. And essentially what it was, was a, it was going to be a big giant middle finger to Capcom saying, oh, hey, uh, by the way, Mega Man is still relevant. So they made this uh, new original character called Beck. And essentially it was supposed to be a Mega Man game, but it just it felt rushed. It felt incomplete. The controls were very awkward. And Mega Man has always been about jump and shoot. Like you literally could just call him, you could just call him Jump and Shoot Man because that was the whole point of Mega Man. But when it came to uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, was it just didn't feel like a Mega Man game? It just felt like a a mess. Really, it wasn't a bad game. I just think because of the hype about it when it was uh, announced, it just just didn't do good. A lot of fans were expecting a lot from it, and it just failed. But I mean, the game wasn't even well programmed. Like there were some good ideas in there, but <laughs> I still have not beaten this game. I own it. 
and I still I, haven't beat it because I hate the random slowdowns that happen for no apparent reason. Yeah, that's that was lame, but also the fact where you had to uh, kill the enemy, and right before you finish them off, you had to dash into them to get health back or to uh, copy their powers really slowed down the game mechanics. When Mega Man, once again, it's about moving fast, run and shoot, jump and shoot, man. Mm-hmm. Although there were some aesthetics about Mighty Number no. Nine, I really enjoyed. Like I liked the fact that your outfit changed, your appearance changed depending on which power you use. That's that's unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something that uh, I see Mega Man doing a lot of these days. I know it's the, it's a great idea. Um, when we first saw the stuff for Mega Man Eleven, the first things we saw was. Uh, he essentially has these two abilities now where he can slow down time or like boost himself, but he can only do it for like a few seconds. It's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. But when he takes on the power of a robot master, his physical appearance changes. And it's a great, uh, it's just a cool little thing to bring over. Because up to this point, Mega Man, literally the most that would happen is his color of his outfit would just change. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do like when upgrades, I don't know. Like, it's nice to have the visual confirmation, like, yeah, I got gear, you know? Like, a lot of games, some older RPGs would have that where you would equip armor, but your character would stay looking the same. Yeah. Like, the iconic Mega Man 2 thing was Weapon Get, and it would show off Mega Man changing color and then using the weapon to show how it's used. Well. Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I just got to say, because Mega Man X is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, it's definitely number five on my top five list. That's an amazing game. It's a lot of fun. It still holds up today. Um, looking at Mega Man 11 and having not played it, I can't you know be any sort of an expert on this. I'm sure John has a lot more to comment on this, but it's really cool getting to see how the game is finally evolving in a lot of Mm -hmm. respects. Like when Mega Man X went 3D, I can't say the games were bad, but it definitely felt awkward. It didn't feel like the same Mega Man X games that I'd grown up with playing. Um, And I will go and say those stories definitely did get a little um, insane. Oh, I mean, yeah. A good way of going and describing Mega Man X past uh, number two. I mean, it was hopping into the PlayStation, so they're showing off what the console's capable of, which means more cutscenes, all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, I, I don't want to labor on this too much because, I mean, I don't know how much uh, the audience is really going to care that much about this one individual character base and all that stuff. But it's just really cool seeing Eleven and watching people playing it. And going, this not only feels like Mega Man from the past, but it also does feel like it's evolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's been out for 30 years. This is the 30th anniversary. But for me, it's the 20th year of me having played Mega Man games. And it's actually cool seeing on how we went from what I experienced in the 16-bit era and it looking really sharp and dynamic compared to, you know, the NES uh games I'd known really previously. That was like my first Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. And going and switching from 8-bit over to 16 and seeing how cool that looked, and now going and seeing us in the 8th gen of consoles and seeing Mega Man looking like he really belongs and making that gameplay relevant again, it warms my heart. I 
Yeah. I'm glad to see that Capcom went and gave this game the right amount of time. It seems pretty clear that they spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to not make a Mighty Number no. Nine. Yes. And uh, when, when they were making Mega Man 11, they were given the option just to make Mega Man. Interesting. They were given. Oh, do it like has it Sonic really been thirty reboot, years? Where they just like name yeah. it. They were given the option to pretty much reboot Mega Man. They were given mm-hmm. that well, option. I don't but, know. That's weird. But they said Mega Man didn't need a reboot, which I thought was cool. I mean, the guys working on these projects are fans too. Nice. Yeah. That's the best thing: is games made for fans by fans. That's kind of an interesting thing that's going on with media these days, because I'm starting to see this a lot in television, whether it was the uh, uh, Nickelodeon reboot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Star Wars Rebels, or... Uh, Sonic Mania. Uh, yeah, Sonic, like Sonic Mania a being example. a good example, or uh, the reboot of DuckTales. Mm. They're all, yeah, they're all different than what the originals were, but at the same time, it definitely feels right. You can definitely tell there was passion and heart put into these projects. And to varying degrees of success, I stand by some of them were done better than others. But mm-hmm. I I love this time period that we're in because I'm starting to feel, and I don't think this is the way the studios think. We made a joke about nostalgic cash grabs and all that. And I totally believe that that still is what's going on here. There's no doubt in my mind that that's still what motivates a lot of this because just like with movie sequels, people want what they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. People want what they're comfortable with. People want what goes and takes them back to a simpler time. That's a universal thing. But now we're starting to see quality coming along with that. And that's something that I I cannot think of as a media guy another time in history that we've had something like this. Because normally, yes, it's just a cash grab or it's an ill-conceived idea to try to cash in on something that was popular. I still remember the Charlie's Angels TV reboot they tried to do like Mm -hmm. 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and on how it was so blatantly bad that after spending like $7 million advertising this turd, they went and pulled it immediately after the end of the second episode aired. Yeah, they didn't make it very far from what I remember. No, they did not. (laughs) Was it worse than the Charlie's Angel video game? (laughs) (laughs) At least we can look back at the Charlie's Angels video game and go, you know what? I can laugh at this. Right? There's Cameron Diaz. A vague, a vague replication of Cameron Diaz beating people up in a swimsuit. I can get behind this. Yeah, I think because there is so much media and there's so much, there's so much, people are just constantly putting stuff out there. There's things like YouTube. There's people who wouldn't have been able to be a creator anymore. You can do it faster and more efficiently that so many people are doing it just as a hobby, you know, creating. Mm-hmm. We're doing it right now. Uh, so it's there's so much media and so much stuff that has heart in it. The yeah. audience can afford to be more discerning. It's not like you go to the movie theater there's eight movies to choose from, and that's what you get. No, I can stream something. I can Google something. I, you know, there's so much media. You really have to try harder to grab someone's attention. So I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's some of it. Mm-hmm. Is there's more competition? I, I yeah. think that's probably part of it. And I do think that as things have become more interconnected, as more good media has become more accessible, we're starting to see a bit of a change in the way that 
both directors, screenwriters, and uh, I think largely producers are starting to change the way that they're looking at the larger media landscape. I still stand by Ready Player One, despite not being Steven Spielberg's best film, is I think now my favorite without question, just because it tapped into something for me that I hadn't seen in a long time. And that was a film that managed to go and hit. Oh, sorry. Your favorite Steven Spielberg or your favorite movie? Steven or favorite Steven Spielberg. Okay, film. just to clarify, sorry. Okay, yeah, no, I, I did not qualify that well. It's still Be Kind Rewind, by the way. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Yeah. And if both of them actually share something kind of similar, and that's that going and watching both of these movies, those films have a lot of callbacks to things that I know, things that I'm comfortable with. There's definitely a sense of nostalgia that comes along with it. But the thing that attracts me to both of those films more than, say, a lot of the, you know, the major Oscar winners or some of the arguably best films of all time, The Gone with the Winds and all that, mm-hmm. is that through relating to certain elements, it actually makes me feel kind of hopeful in a lot of respects. Like, I'm touched on a different level and I'm brought into it more. I'm more invested in the characters. I'm more invested in the story. And I think that they're starting to realize that you can have something like that, whether it's an action movie, whether it's a comedy, whether it's a drama. Bringing people into the experience matters a lot. And that goes for television. It goes for video games. I think video games have captured this brilliantly over the last decade. But Mm -hmm. we're just starting to see it now in movies. Uh, I know this is going a little bit off her off topic here, but has anybody seen the trailers for the Bumblebee movie coming out this year? Oh, it looks, I was so happy when I saw nope. the last trailer. I, I wanted to cry when I saw yeah. the first one, the teaser trailer, because it's like, this is what I imagined before the Michael Bay movies came out. Yeah, I know. And I defend the first couple of Michael Bay movies because at the time, yeah, there was no interest in the market of trying to go and bring something like an 80s toy property back into the marketplace the way mm-hmm. that it was before. There just wasn't interest in that. And while I still disagree with the way that a lot of things were done, I understand why if those or if those films were going to come out, they had to be done in a way like that. Right. But the media landscape has changed a lot in the last 10 years. Yes. And thank God for that. It's nice to actually see them look like Transformers. Well, and to go and see an emphasis on emotion and connection and the film actually being about the fucking robots and not about the humans that yeah, they need to relate you to the audience. Something that the, the 80s cartoon did very well and that, well, let's be honest, none of the other properties have done well since. Fuck you know, <laughs> it's like Star Wars The Last Night and we had like 28 minutes of transformer in it mm-hmm. oh dear God. only 28 no, minutes no, of robots we are not recognizing that transformers the last night even happened okay i'm just it had potential that was the worst part about it i i'm i don't know what movie you're talking about okay mark Wahlberg still has a flawless career he never signed on with michael bay to do anything <laughs> other than pain denial <laughs> whoa 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 there are still way other movies out there that have that can't 
like no you can't just say that <laughs> that's one one drop in the bucket but there's there's still other there's still other movies man you can't you can't say i know, that. I, know like, I, I get know. i get it i get it i think he peaked at boogie nights okay <laughs> like as soon as you show your dick that's it that's it nothing past that you, just, you show your dick on screen that's it you, you just jump the shark that's, I, I actually really like Mark Wahlberg. I, he's been in some good movies. He's picked some stinkers, but I. He is. Um, Yeah, like I. I he's, this he's, is weird because I bash. <laughs> oh, he's sorry. better than Nicolas Cage in the sense like Nicolas Cage has done some really good movies and some really shitty movies. Yeah. Same with. um um, Oh, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Liam Neeson. He's yeah, the same yeah. guy. It's just like. Liam Neeson, uh, Nicholas Cage, they just do movies because they just want paychecks. And it's just yeah. like sometimes it's I mean, you can see it. It's a paycheck movie. Sometimes it's just like, oh, this is a really good movie. Yeah. So like it's, I don't know, it's just it's what it is. No, it's, there, it's, it's, oh, my God. There is an ultimate example right there. Nicholas Cage. I, is anybody here watch Community? Yes. Anybody? Unfortunately. Okay. Oh, don't give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite show of all time. Don't you go there, bro. Uh, no, there was a film studies class in that show going asking the question of, is Nicolas Cage a good actor or not? That's a hard and, question. Exactly. And that was the whole point of that episode. The B storyline in that episode was just nothing but the film geek going and trying to analyze that. And he went crazy. <laughs> because it is such a wild ride. Mark Wahlberg, I actually think, is overall a better actor. I would definitely put him into the consistently good catalog, but Kinda I think like that he's on for a lot. Sorry, what was that? Like Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, no, it's kind of weird because it's like, yeah, the, both of them do some really stupid films, but I can't say that they yeah. do a bad job acting. Like mm -mm. Dwayne Dwayne Johnson did the Tooth Fairy. That's that's enough. Yeah. He also did. He also did Roadblock in GI Joe. Yeah, which actually worked. Like he saved that yeah. movie. What? He saved. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like he was one of the best parts about that. And the yeah. only two returning actors in that movie were the guys who did Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. That was it. That Dwayne Johnson is another weird case study as well. Oh yeah, I would love him in Transformers. Even the voice of Transformer that'd be amazing. Oh my god, I just. I would love him to voice know. act Huffer. That would be the best thing ever. I don't know. Um, At what point will you be watching Transformers and then you just, he's too recognizable as a voice actor and you go, that's this character of a Transformer. Or you go, that's Dwayne Johnson voicing this character. True. Yeah. I, I don't know. He's a weird one though, because like, but that's I'll, like I'll saying watch. Michael Mercer does everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, him and, um, Oh, God, what's his name? He does like 90% of the voices in uh, Destiny now. What's his name? Uh, Nolan North. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or the guy or the or guys from Bob's Burgers. Ah, yes. Mm. <laughs> like the kid and Bob and the guy who does Bob. Everything that they ever do, you only see Bob or that kid. I see yeah. Archer. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Exactly. Yeah. He's always the same guy. I always see Coach McGurk personally. Mm. Coach McGurk? Nope, nope. No home movies fans around here? Nobody. Uh, oh, I know. Fuck I, yeah, no, you know, I totally. Yeah, home. I, I fucking know you. Yes, it's great. That's that's him. He's he's. Yeah, it's it's a voice. It's like that's what happens with voice actors. You just keep getting the same people. Remember that's how we yeah. have the thing where you watch like dubbed anime. And you're like, oh, I know that voice. That's mm -hmm. also this. So recently, I just watched Hocus Pocus, mm -hmm. and the guy that voices the cat, um, that is like a very 
common voice in a lot of like family or Disney movie. Yeah. Voice acting. And it's just like that voice. Just it's so distinct and you just hear it and you're just like, oh, it's that guy. I know that guy. He was in this anime. He was in the, or not this, this cartoon and this cartoon. Yeah, uh, he used to do the television bumpers oh, for Disney Channel. <laughs> he uh, he also who was it? It was uh, uh he voiced a guy in Spirited Away too. He voiced mm-hmm. um the dragon. Fuck, what's his name? Kohaku. He voiced Chihiro. You remembered my name. He was Kohaku. Apartment over that river. I remember you and your pink shoe, Chihiro. Sorry. He, voiced, he voiced the cat in in Hocus Pocus too. Nice. It's his, it's the same guy. <laughs> Going back to Mega Man, Johnny Young Bosch <laughs> voiced uh, quite a few Mega Man characters when they moved to PlayStation Two. Can I tell a quick story about Versus Comic Con real quick? Yes, yeah. please. Me and my friends met Johnny Young Bosch, awesome. and they did a raid with him to get a Zapdos on Pokemon Go. Mm. And I'm really sad because I got him to autograph a photo of the Rangers, and I said to Sakura Rangers, "It's morphin time." And then it's gone. Oh. Yeah. It's gone. It's lost. I don't know. It's okay. Some that was really touching. I saw I took a picture. Missile stole it or something. One thing, when you think about like games that come out recently, like Mega Man Eleven, there's been a few other games too that have kind of had this same kind of treatment where they get kind of a resurrection, if that makes sense. Like a like a breath of fresh air, you know what I'm saying? Like they come back, but they stay true to what they were, but they add stuff to where it's new. Like a good example, of this would be the 2016 Doom. Did you guys ever played the original Doom? Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone here has played original Doom, right? Did anyone ever played a 2016 Doom? Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually just recently got it. I think that was it. Stayed true to what Doom was, which I think was awesome, and it was a good game. Yeah, that was one of the things that a lot of people claimed is like, is it was like they just jumped back into the into when they were playing before. Yeah, right. That's that might be as close as I can think of to a perfect video game reboot. Because mm-hmm. Doom Three was supposed to kind of be that, and mm-hmm. it was definitely in that experimental period. Like Half Life Two had just come out. And everybody was trying to figure out, okay, well, how can we innovate the first-person shooter? Because Valve just destroyed the entire landscape. They tried to make it into a horror game, which doesn't really work for Doom. Yeah. I mean, the story of Doom itself is pretty cheesy when you think about it. Mm-hmm. You're just a badass Marine chewing gum and killing demons in hell with chainsaws. It's about it. Sounds like a regular Tuesday night to me. Mm. That'd be more like a Wednesday for me. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that kind of uh, leads to a question here. So Doom has come back. I think we're all excited about Doom Eternal. Oh, it looks amazing. It does, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Mega Man's back. It's getting great reviews. Not absolutely stellar, but it seems like everybody's pretty universally praising it one way or another. Better than Mighty Number 9's reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. That's... <laughs> what's what's that thing's Metacritic score? Is it still like at thirty? <laughs> Only a thirty. Ow. Um, but yeah, I guess the question is, what's next? Like, what franchise that's dead? A good Sonic game. Sonic. Yeah. Ah! We got that. It's called Sonic Mania. More... I mean, granted, they kind of buried it with Sonic Forces a month later, but you know. 
<laughs> I'm trying to think of one. Yeah. I would love Parasite Eve to come back. Wait, is it is it is it going to be a Nintendo slash Sega game? Because those are like the oldest games. Is that the only area that we have to play with? Well, I don't know. I mean, let's look at what happened to Halo. Because knowing Tyler, he wants to pull something from PlayStation 1. Yeah, because I was thinking that whole Spyro thing, that fan-made Spyro game that looked really good. Well, did they do? They just re-released the remaster, but... Mm -hmm. Well, it's not out yet. It's not out yet. Well, they're on. They're going to be. Yeah, it's supposedly by the end of the year. But that's not a reboot. Speaking of speaking of old games, have you guys seen like I guess Skylanders? Yeah, Skylanders. No, but that's not good. That's a bad one. I know, but I'm just saying it's not like Spyro hasn't gotten any attention. Yeah, he got the shitty cash grab. Yes, which has happened to Sonic. I just thought about this. Did you guys kind of see the last um, kind of like spin that they've been doing lately about releasing like the tiny little? Like the classic micro consoles, yeah. consoles with all the classic games on it. Yeah, because I know because a whole bunch of like Sony's has announced like two that they're gonna redo. Two they're gonna do one. I thought they just did the PlayStation Classic. Sorry, yeah, yeah, they're just doing the PlayStation One Classic, and the, I think there was I think there a Sega one is planned. There's well, been Sega, so many Sega collections. Yeah, Se- Sega's been doing that a lot longer than anybody else. There's but you know what I but yeah. you know what I mean. Like I'm trying to remember what other ones there were that, that have announced that. Yeah, well, Atari, when announced one, came out with it, and the guys who own the Atari name now are so incompetent that people thought that the Atari Classic Collection that they released, which is like a micro-sized version of the 2600, they thought that, or I should say, their own marketing department was calling that the Atari Box, which was what they went into, uh, were using this project title for the Atari VCS, which is currently on Indiegogo, and I'm pretty sure is a scam. Hmm. A scam yeah. I threw money at. <laughs> I think we were all fooled. Yeah. No, that's... Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see on how that one turns out. There's actually some good people that have been brought on to that, but um, well, one of these days I will go and do a uh, breakdown of what's happened to Atari in the last couple of years and why mm-hmm. I feel that. Didn't you guys hear a while back that Atari was actually planning a new console? Well, no, that's what I'm talking about, the Atari VCS. So the Atari box, which they were incompetent enough to call the Atari Retro Collection thing, mm-hmm. uh, they went and called that the Atari box in their press release, which pissed everybody else off because it was like, this is the new console. You made waves at E3 and your new console is just a retro collection. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? And then it's like, no, no, that's not it. That's not it. We haven't we haven't shown it off yet. We haven't shown it off yet. Don't listen to these guys over here at Atari. Listen to us guys here at Atari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you then they went. Yeah. It's like yeah. the Panther. You mean the Jaguar? The Jaguar. What a, it was. It's a cat of some kind. Yeah. The puma. puma looks like a puma. <laughs> puma. The puma. The unicorn. <laughs> looks like a big cat. Well, like a like puma? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like yeah. big the cat? Yeah. Hey, get your sonic shit out of here. Dude, big the <laughs> cat was the best. I don't care what anyone says. Okay, Kawaii Vesu, who's a cosplayer I follow and fucking love, yeah. uh, did a sexy big the cat. <laughs> oh, she does like the best widowmaker ever, and like anybody who follows Overwatch cosplay knows that she is Widowmaker. She's done like every Widowmaker skin. Uh, Pixar didn't but, happen. 
Yeah, sexy, sexy big the just for kawaii, kawaii desu. She's so nice, such a sweet girl. Hey, you know what I want more of as far as bringing vintage games back mm-hmm. is bringing them back as mobile apps. Some games lack the depth for a reboot, but we're still entertaining. One of those, I'm in a hog podcast time with something that's unrelatable and fairly relevant. Haha. Mm-hmm. Is uh, cats with a Z or babies with a DZ and dogs. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, before Nintendo dogs. You could yeah. do that and you'd like read them and like you had. That would be perfect for mobile. That, that would yes. be so good for mobile. Or like there was a lot of those little games like that. Uh, I don't know, that exploited my nurturing nature as a woman. (laughs) I'd like a a mobile version of the Chows from uh, Sonic Adventures. Oh, Chow Garden on my mobile. Oh, damn. I would pay for that. Game Boy Advance, because you could compatible your Game Boy Advance with uh, the Chow Garden. I never had an Advance, so I couldn't do that. But I would stand on the button and be like, I wish I had an Advance. (laughs) Oh, damn. John, you just blew my mind. That actually is one that I would go for. Like, I, I actually would... kind of wish that Sonic would invest a little bit more in some of the quirkier ideas they had. Like, if Magikarp Jump can be a thing and become a bestseller in the App Store with how simple an idea that is, why can't we have a Chow Garden game? Dude, I would even pay a dollar for that. It would be terrible, but that's the kind of uh, marketing I would expect from Sega. Yeah, He's no, that's very Sega. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, that's not even that... Uh... Hard to think of an idea, honestly, mm-hmm. if you're like a psycho person. Yeah. What are some other, are there any other games that you think would translate well? To... I mean, honestly, this is a weird one because I was thinking about this the other day and then I found out it actually exists. Monster Hunter Hop About. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one I was thinking of, but yes, I could see that working. No, I was actually going to say there's... um some of these card games that you know I played as a kid that definitely are not as popular as they used to be, even though they're out there. It's like, boy, it'd be kind of cool to go and have like a Pokemon trading card game thing done on a mobile platform or something like that, collectors and all that stuff. Yu-Gi-Oh! is actually the one I was specifically thinking of. And then I found out there's something called Duel Links, and it's like, wait, what? Yep. Like my idea for a game already exists. Fuck, I could have made money off of that. See, I want Metabots to come back. Oh, that'd be a fun one. Metabots was my jam when I was a kid. I can, I can only find that in dubbed. I can't even find that in the original. And the dubbed is so hard. Bad. It's hard it's to watch. And all episodes were cut out. Well, that's like, okay, game that needs to come back. And a game that I think actually would translate well to uh, handheld as well as a re-release. Beautiful Joe. Oh, gosh, yes. Love the game universally praised one of the best rated franchises ever only had two installments capcom closes down clover studios you know what? capcom has made a lot of fucking mistakes with my oh, favorite yes. franchises they killed yeah. mega man and they killed beautiful joe and they sort of killed okami even though they keep re-releasing that one beautiful you- joe is why i have my piercings yeah i fucking love beautiful joe did you know they were in the works of a third one yeah i know that's and what the- pisses me off and where the, the hell is my one yeah, because the third one you were supposed to be able to play as Captain Blue and Jet Black. Yeah, like which I think would be an awesome. It would have. I want, I want another video game where you go and play as a guy who enjoys his Super Sentai esque films a little <laughs> too much. 
who takes his girlfriend on a date to the movie theater only to have her ripped out of her seat. Can't say out of his arms because he's really more focused on what's going on <laughs> on the big screen than he is on her. Dragged out of her seat and he has to go in after her and become a superhero himself. I All know. by going and screaming, Henshin a go-go, baby. Yep. Becoming the superhero and fighting his way through crazy Super Sentai-esque villains with meta-commentary and hilarious dialogue all the way through. And interesting big bads that aren't all that threatening at first glance, but still make you die over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I want to want to throw my GameCube controller out the window again. I want to experience a game that I hate myself for not being better at. Mm-hmm. And I want a freaking release of that fucking TV show that they made and season two to actually come here to the U.S. Hey, you you want Dark Souls, though, don't you? You just want to play Dark Souls or Blood no, Bowl. I, 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 I might be a little bit of a masochist, but I don't like going and getting my butt rammed repeatedly. Wimp. <laughs> John, John, you are I the only hate- person I know that wants that. I love Dark Souls. Give me more. <laughs> Dark Souls, the no lube equivalent. Of. Anyway, so I have a few now that I've interrupted again. Right, uh, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna rapid fire them. Yeah, uh, I want Space Channel Five on my yes. phone. Yes, yes. Space, Space Channel Five. Uh, I want when, custom Robo, but none of yes. the JRPG shit. I just want the Battle Dome part for the film. I think that would translate really well and would be like cute and easy and quick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do like that RPG shit. But there's yeah. so much text in that game. But I'm talking about mobile... the GameCube one, not the original. I've not played the original. But just like a, a fighting robot game for my phone. Cool. Uh, yeah. And most of all, I want Seaman on the oh, phone. No, Seaman. <laughs> no, that, that would be a perfect example of a waste of time mobile phone game. Like, seriously. Seaman like, was ahead of its time because yeah. you had to get on your Dreamcast every time. Uh, and then you had to wait for Seaman to want to talk to you. That'd be perfect for a phone. Like, I have to wait for a certain amount of time. You know, like... Yeah, no, yeah your daily Seaman. logins. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, it could even notify you, like, Seaman has something to say. Or, like, Seaman is rapping on your tank or something. I don't know. Sounds like every mobile game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I have so many notifications on my phone. I, like, clear them all, put it down, pick it up. Oh, I have seven notifications again. Like, yeah, I know. Kingdom even, Hearts not... just keeps telling King, me. That's exactly the thing. Kingdom Hearts. Your 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 uh what the fuck was it called? Your your points that you use. You can only use so many points in a day. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, oh, your points are completely re- ex- uh, re- refreshed. You can play a game, and just like every action costs so much. And then you're like, after you're done, you're just like, well. But then they have so many free free days with everything costs nothing. So it's just like I never really run out. So I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I had totally blocked. I had a blocking the hearts because it was just constantly going off and off and off. And yeah, it's good. It's mobile games. I'm not the mobile game player. I'm just, I'm not, I can't do that. It's just, it's too much, too much, but yeah, I, I just took this over and I got nothing else to say. Someone, someone say something, please. please. <laughs> what? You don't please like the me. awkward silence? Please send me, please, please send me. I got nothing. I just I just wanted to talk about Kingdom Hearts again because that's who I am. You know me. You know what I'm about. You know who I am. You know I've got so many keyboards. So, so I have a quick question. How many days are you going to disappear for when Kingdom Hearts finally comes out? 
however long it takes. Um, I wonder. I wonder, because it is an RPG, but I don't know how the game is going to have changed over this long of time. So the first games, I spent a lot of time playing, but I wonder if these ones are going to be easier to get through or harder to get through. It's hard to say. It is, because like games have changed drastically since the second one have co- has come out. So I just don't know what the game is going to play like at all, because... Games has played. Games have changed so much, so that that game might play, uh, might click in just the same way as everyone else has changed their uh, RPG style of, of uh, like Japanese RPGs, or it's going to stick to its roots. I I doubt it. Well, because it's taken so long, and the people creating the games have experienced everything that has come out with all the Final Fantasies, and it could be a lot like how Dragon Quest, uh, the newest one that came out has stayed the same, but made so many drastic changes to make it more relevant. I wonder. Like, I know it's going to be closer to Dream Drop Distance with the whole uh, uh, flow movement system. Um, Like, it looks like it's they're going to have a flow movement system. They're going to have a whole lot more kind of summons, and they might mix in the whole... um, uh, Birth Before Sleep thing where they had different oh, what the hell did they call them they call them what did they call them in birth before sleep they call them paradigm shifts in 14 final fantasy what's the final fantasy wait which was the final fantasy was it 14 no it was 12 Thir- thir- no, 13. 13 is the one you're thinking of with the paradigm shifts yes mm-hmm. they had that in birth by sleep basically where you like had a attack style and if you did a certain amount of attacks it changed it like went down this tree and then it basically you had like these three options and it changed it to another options. And then you can basically climb down this paradigm shift tree to this final option. And then your whole fighting style changed every time. Um, and then that was the same kind of thing. That was the paradigm shifts in. Um, yeah. Thir- 13. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're going to add that, but then they also have the flow system that they added in birth our dream job distance, which is like you got traversing and getting around was way better because they added the tr- so oh god we're going to get into camera do we have to do we want to get in camera no no we we, no no we're saving no, that one no we're we're saving saving that one okay, that saving is a whole it. episode i got a whole lot of talk about it you bottle yeah, it back up bottle it back bottle up back up bottle it back up and push it back down grab it all out of the air grab it all in just just push it down just push it down push it down push it down grab it and push it down we, we we don't uh you don't conceal don't feel what what is that is that right Ron? right is that the right words yeah yeah <laughs> someone take it someone take it oh my god i wow this is why we can't talk about kingdom hearts it just goes and takes over the whole conversation i'm a problem. Yeah, tyler just perks uh, up he's like hello uh, uh amy amy you're muted <laughs> amy amy you're muted amy you're muted <laughs> oh, QC man sound effect. QC man calling us all idiots. <laughs> C man's a jerk. C man's a douche. That's why we can hang. <laughs> I, I love douchey boys. <laughs> and the body of a fish in the face of a man. That douches, just bring... Douches are the closest thing to vaginas, so sometimes it's good to be a douche. Like, Brings me back to that angry video game nerd episode. 
one of my where favorites. He, where he tortured himself playing that. I have not seen that episode, but we'll right after this podcast. <laughs> yes, you need to. That's one of his good ones. I like him as a YouTuber. I so like him week, too. This week, speaking of Mega Man, because I just watched the Zero versus Metal Sonic Mega mm-hmm. Man. Man, I brought up Sonic so many times. I should have a swear jar, but instead of a swear jar, it's bringing up Sonic when nobody fucking wanted to talk about Sonic. That's just. Finally, you, you get a Kingdom Hearts one. <laughs> son- a, we call that a Sonic jar. It's just like we will just be jar. the S jar, but the S stands for whatever. Mm-hmm. They got one for that for me, jar, but it's the uh, storage jar. So they got one jar. for me. It's Mega Man. Smegma Man. Mega Man. My roommate's never seen Death Battle. Speaking of YouTubers, wow. it's like my favorite series or game theory. I was like, I can show you YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a subject for another day. Our favorite YouTube channels. Oh, I got oh a bunch I can talk about. Mm-hmm. And you'll all laugh at me about them. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. They're all lore-based channels. Yep, that would that that's worth laughing at. But it's not surprising, though. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. I uh, th- some sometimes lore based channels is good because like there are some games that are just again I'll bring it up again it's Dark Souls and Bloodborne have need lore based channels just because of like yeah there it's not oh also I want I want to see a Sea of Thieves lore based channel because there's a lot of lore in Sea of Thieves that no one really knows every single time I play Sea of Thieves I get killed by douches <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It definitely feels like an Xbox game. You gotta, you gotta get, you gotta learn how to kill those douches, though. Well, uh, I'm just minding my own business, and next thing I know, I get shot at. Yep, you gotta learn how to fight them. Sometimes you gotta know. Thieves, I didn't realize you weren't supposed to actually drink when your character dies, and I can only play Thieves for a short moment. That was awesome. I'm like, is me or my character drunker? Well, I haven't fallen off a boat today, so probably my character. You fall off the boat, it's a, it means uh, you're playing the game right. I'm a bad Sea of yep. Thieves player, y'all. Nobody's good at Sea of Thieves. The art style is really yucky. I love the art style. I need to try it again. I will try it again. Mm-hmm. I will try it again after one beer, not three or four. Yeah, that's... I, I, I don't ever go and play Sea of Thieves drunk, but let me tell you, my guy still ends up throwing up within five minutes anyway. Oh my god, you're that guy. I am that guy. There always, there's always one. The one that just like gets drunk and is not helpful <laughs> at all. Drunk Dick the Pirate will not be oh stopped. Thank you very much. We always play with my other two friends, and the one guy was just like, there has to be one always. And he just started drinking. We're like, no, don't do it. It was like, there has to be one. <laughs> just drunk the entire time, not helpful. And it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm taking that for the team. And then he started yelling at his microphone in a very high pitched voice like a child. And it's just like, there has to be one. Oh my God. <laughs> Tyler actually just wants to capture the spirit of adventure and feel like I he's do. feeling. I, do. I just want money in that game. I want money so I can buy clothes. I know. I want to capture the spirit of my alcoholism. John, <laughs> you came on an adventure with us one time and we fought. We did, did we do an Athena's chest too, John? 
Did we do yeah. that? Yeah. Did... Remember, we played and then we fell into the fabric of space and time, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that was the most <laughs> time. I was talking about the time before. And then, that. then we, we, we did an epic sea battle where we were going up against yes. ghost galleons and cannonballs were flying back and forth and I was f- f- running all over the place patching up holes and it's fun. It's fun it was, when you actually it was, like, it was amazing. It was yeah, it was heart pounding. And then you get into a raid and it's like those raid battles where you're having ship battles as skeletons and it's just like holy shit, we're fucking playing a game right now. We're being we're, pirates. Yeah, we're sh- like burst out of the water all cool like and you're like, Oh my god, we gotta kill these things. Are they gonna kill us? And you're just fighting cannonballs. And then we're like, Oh crap, we're out of cannonballs. What are we gonna do? Jump onto their ship and blow it up. Yes, and then we grab kegs and we it's like when you gotta prepare this is something it's like that is the equivalent to a, that is a raid. We're going on a raid. It's like MMORPGs where you're going on a raid. You gotta you gotta stockpile first, you get as much keg black powder kegs as you can, as much cannonballs, as much planks, because you're gonna go through them. You're gonna fly through those. Now we got cursed cannonballs that we can use on them. And then you then you go up there and you, you go attack your guys because they only spawn in certain parts at certain times of the day. And then you fight them and they might and they've got special kinds like they're the grog ones or the, the limp ones, they break your leg or they curse your sails or whatever. And then you just gotta battle them and fight them and go through wave a wave of skeleton ships that are bombarding you with their special uh, cannonballs. And then you fight them and yeah, and then you blow them up and you jump on their ship. And it's just like, it's epic. It is epic. Huh. And now they got fucking volcano islands that erupt. So you're going out there and you're like, oh, we're just doing, digging up some treasure. And then all of a sudden, fucking earthquake starts happening. You're like, oh shit. The place is erupting. Get that ship out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here and try and find treasure and not get myself killed from these erupting things. And you can't go in the water. Don't go in the water because it's boiling hot and it kills you. And if you got a hole in the bottom of your ship that's filling with water and you're in that area, that water's boiling. So you're killing yourself while you're trying to patch up your ship and you just you start dying. Oh, 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 get your heart, it's get your heart pumping. One time, one time where we were doing like a Athena's chest. And we got attacked by like other people and they're just like, we're just doing this. We're in a sloop, just mind our own business. And all of a sudden this galleon rolls up and we're like, oh shit, let's sail off to the time. And we're just like, we got to focus on not getting killed because if you go against the wind, the, the sloop is faster than the galleon because it's, it's hard. But if you're going with the wind, that galleon is going to catch you and it's going to start attacking you. And you're just like, holy shit. And you start throwing cannonballs at them. You got the cursed ones, like the, the, the anchor goes down, their sails go up, you put ballast so that it sinks your water and they got to bail water out of them and then you go off to the edge and you're like just trying to sail and it's like against the wind you're going off the map and then you start your ship starts destroying to and you can come around they come around and their ship starts destroying because you're off the edge of the map and then you can jump off the ship and then a leviathan comes up not a leviathan a megalodon comes up because fucking this is this is sea of thieves there's a mega a megadon a mega megalodon is going to come up and start attacking your ship because Okay, and then and then you're going, and then a kraken shows up. That happened last week. Literally, we started getting attacked by a sloop, and we had a bunch of treasure. We're like, literally, we said we got a lot of treasure. We should turn this in before something bad happens. And then a sloop starts attacking us, and then we get caught by a kraken, and then a megalodon comes up, and it's like all the three things that could possibly be bad come all at once, all on our faces, and it's just, it's a fun game. I just want to know. No. No, but neither did that sleep. It's like, if we're not going to have any treasure, neither are you. And then we went on their ship and we made sure they sank into. So it's just like, if we're going down, you're coming down with us. So oh. just to clarify, because you mentioned the Megalodon came and got you. 
No, the Kraken. The Megalodon was there. He attacked okay. us, but it was the Kraken that was the real surefire killer. Yeah. All the right, Megalodon, all right. not the Megamacue? <laughs> no. Okay, so it's safe to say that neither Johnny Depp nor Jason Statham went and saved you. Why would Jason Statham be there? This is this. He was a transporter. He was in cars, not boats. I would argue the Meg. That Johnny. Oh, he was in the Meg. I didn't see the Meg. That's right. He was in the Meg. It's it's so fun. (laughs) It's dumb and it's fun. Johnny Depp saves us all by inspiring our hearts and minds. Johnny Depp got eaten by the Kraken, so even he's not safe. (laughs) Not safe, no. But did save the rest. Unleashed the Kraken. Is he safe for work? Not safe for work? I mean, I don't think that Johnny Depp's safe for work, quite honestly, but I mean, that's in my own personal opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Who's got problems? Who's got problems? Johnny Depp's got problems, and so do we, because we're running on too long. I've got 99 problems, and none of them are Johnny Depp, but one of them is the fact that we do need to wrap this podcast up. Johnny Depp ain't one. Thank you all. Johnny Depp ain't one. Thank you all for listening. I wish I was clever and fast enough to come up with a bunch of Johnny Depp puns. So just pretend I did. Ready? Corpse Bride, Benny and June, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know very many Johnny Depp movies, I guess. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Sleepy Hollow. It's time for you to all go to Sleepy Hollow, like sleep. Uh, Mordecai. Mordecai. He wasn't Mordecai. Sweet one. Okay. Uh, Time to say Barber. Dr. Paresis and the Imaginarium. (laughs) Please stop showing off. Thank you all for listening. Uh, You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes and Instagram and Facebook and here and YouTube sometimes and at SakuraCon. (laughs) and uh in canada and in washington and in oregon and in washington and in canada again uh yes thank you guys so much we really appreciate all your support and loving and you guys make it amazing so pour one out for the fans i totally actually poured my alcohol out why would you do it on your keyboard (laughs) it's already sticky <laughs> okay, bye. bye. 21 Jump Street. Is Johnny Depp in 21 Jump Street?